What is up, everybody? <laughs> and welcome uh-huh. to another new episode of the Silver Tryhards podcast. I am your host, Sean Love. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Ryan Trumatori. Ryan Trumatori. That's right. <clears throat> we got a great show for everyone today. Got lots of news. Uh, I feel like the last couple of weeks, you know, news has been kind of light, but we got some uh, some good stories going on. Got some some game speculation. Got some uh, drama, specifically on the PC, as well as some uh, some games that Ryan has literally been waiting 13 years of his little long life for. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see what he thinks about those here um, shortly in the games we've been playing. But um, yeah, so looking forward to I'm I'm looking forward to this show. It's been a it's been a nice long week of dark souls and anthem demos and you know we're ramping up man we're <laughs> we, we thought we got out of the game season and then you know what i what i was self-dubbed the oscar season of games and we moved right on into no there's just more games <laughs> more than ever more <laughs> exactly so let's just get right into it let's uh let's jump right into the news with the gamer beat I'll say if I <laughs> if we if we had bumpers, that's where I'd play one, <laughs> but we don't. Yeah. So here we go. If you've been if you're if you're a frequent redditor or you follow any kind of game news, you would know that Epic has been forking over the cash that beautiful, sweet, sweet Fortnite cash. Certainly wasn't Paragon cash, um, <laughs> but that Fortnite cash to steal games away from the the steam store like you would think it was the um that rev share right that beautiful um 80 20 30 70 whatever the new split is i think it's actually like they get only only take 12 percent off the top yeah 1288 1288 right but um the most recent debacle is metro exodus um got stolen away from steam and it's being offered cheaper. It's only being sold for $50. And people are pissed. Not just because it's like, hey, we're offering it too. No, sir. It is a one-year exclusive on the Epic Game Store. And before I get into further further just details and speculation about this, how does that, just the, that one um, tidbit make you feel there, Ryan? Uh... I think it's a good thing. I don't know why. I mean, I know why everybody's butthurt. Gamers are whiny babies and get mad <laughs> about everything. But it's. I think it, more competition is good. It can only be good because Steam has been like a fucking trash fire for years. <laughs> and every time they like do anything, when they happen to do say anything, it's just bad. And then... Uh, and then they came forward with this, and they're like, well, it's real disappointing that they decided to do this to our people. And then everybody's like, yeah, it's fucked up. It's like, <laughs> okay, you're literally just throwing gasoline on the fire. Like, Valve doesn't say anything for, you know, for anybody. And then when something like this happens, they just, like, peek out the door and throw, <laughs> like, a grenade and then go back inside. And <laughs> it's like... Buy artifact. Bring money. <laughs> yeah, like... It's 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 only good to have. I, I don't 
really give a shit how the epic launcher is. Like, I haven't even looked at it, really. Um, like, I don't mind having more launchers on my computer. I don't know why people get so butthurt about it. Um, and I think, you know, good for developers to be able to have a way to get money, more money out of their games. And uh, fuck Steam. So good for, for Steam to have some competition. So maybe they'll actually give half a shit if Epic t- starts doing well. Like draw, uh, and here's here's the thing. I mentioned this, I want to say three, four episodes ago, that I think it was when we were busy shitting on Activision. <laughs> so it, back in the day, and I'm talking back in like, I think this was Modern Warfare 4, so we're talking probably 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the PC games traditionally had been $10 cheaper than console games. So you would go and you would look and you would see a console game would cost 59.99 mm-hmm. and the PC counterpart would be about 50 bucks. It would be 49.99 for this very reason. You're buying something that generally would either be directly downloaded or would be like a CD that would only have about half the game because the PC version had to download the rest of it. Now, it was Activision that said, no, we're getting our extra $10 out of these PC gamers and drove the market up. So for me, if you're going to, if Epic is going to drive those PC prices back down for a digital product, I also have no problem with that. I granted the whole reason they're doing this is to get market share, right? Because GOG barely has market share because they, they, let's face it, they own or they distribute older games and the only right. reason people go there is because it's, you know, we're afraid of DRM, right? You know, who, who yeah. gives a shit, right? And, <clears throat> excuse me, the um, nobody buys games on Discord. Nobody buys games on Twitch. Like, I mean, I go on Twitch and I'll claim my free games, but I don't think I've ever purchased a game on any of them. No. And um, Battle.net was probably aside from steam, the only other launcher I had because they converted the Warcraft launcher into the battle.net launcher. And it, again, it doesn't bother me, but I'm now here's, I mean, again, the PC gaming community on Reddit is just like you said, it is a trash fire right now. Like, and here's the thing I, I can understand some of the argument. Some of it is just, people whining right right the other half of it here's here's where their complaints are like i I wrote these down and if you look at our show notes you can see where um uh, some of these missing features are outlined so they said that first of all if you did pre-order the game on steam before the transition your pre-order will be honored and the dlc will be purchasable on steam so you don't have to worry about that that will not be a timed exclusive the DLC will be released at the same time. However, Epic is missing some features compared to Steam, such as cloud saves, user profiles, user reviews, friend activity, forums, mod distribution, groups, item trading, library sorting, account sharing, uh, streaming to other devices, broadcasting, screenshot, and I'm, by broadcasting, I'm assuming he means like what we're doing right now <laughs> so because you can stream from within steam but again i don't think anybody does that um right. so account sharing 
uh, where was I? Oh, screenshot capture sharing, controller support, user created. But here's the thing: controller support is probably game dependent, so I doubt that's unless they're referring yeah. to Steam big picture mode. User created guides, wish lists, automatic refunds, uh, which is that that's the thing. If you've never done it, if you've played less than yeah. two hours of a game, you get an automatic refund. Achievements, yep. anti-cheat support, and third-party keys. Uh, somebody wrote that. I'm assuming they mean like Steam keys. So right. anyway, Epic, I'm pretty sure they're working on all of that. <laughs> so Right. I mean, it's, if this was more of, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, whoever, but I don't think there's a huge modding scene in the Metro universe games uh like i see that as one of the big things and then also uh what's the other one sorry uh would be like friends and things like that but again metro is not it doesn't have any multiplayer so the, the two really big things that you might want support for are are not relevant to this title and it's it's just all that is stuff you could really, you know, not all of it, but like the, the important stuff you could get elsewhere. And I'm sure you could get refunds another way, you know, if the game doesn't work on your computer or you just hate it and you only played it. Like, I'm sure they have ways to accommodate for, for some of this stuff. And, and Steam wasn't built in a day. I mean, right. it Steam launched was, with Half-Life 2. Well, yeah. with, well, what's it called? Counter-Strike Source came out first with the launch of Half-Life 2 in what, 2004? So you're talking 15 years? So. Right. They've had to iterate on this thing. So give Epic a little time, first of all. And what other way is there to really build an audience if not with exclusive titles? Uh, because 95% of the people are going to be lazy shits and going to be like, uh, I could buy it from this store or this store. Well, I already have this one and I have a bunch of games on it already. I'm just going to buy it here. If you make it exclusive, that will bring people over, and then they may be more receptive to purchasing games in the future. Exclusivity, let me get it straight, I hate on consoles because you have to go buy another $400 box to make it work and pay for another online service to play online and all that shit. PC is a fucking computer. You can just go download it for free. <laughs> like, there's the downsides... Are, are not numerable enough to make this even anybody's problem. And people need to, like, fucking calm down. And people can be like, hey, you know, they're being greedy, the developer, because they, you know, whatever. And I'm sure Epic gave them some cash to get them to be exclusive, because, you know, what other reason would they have to do so? And so look at it from Epic's point of view. They're getting money just to put it on there, so that helps recoup if the game doesn't sell incredibly well. And um, they're right. also getting more of a cut of each sale of the game. And as long as people don't cancel it, they've got all of the guaranteed people going to play it on there that have already pre-ordered it and such. I think that's awesome that they're, you know, letting people, you know, they're having people transfer over their thing. They don't have to get a refund and then re-pre-order it and all that shit. It's just a no-brainer for them. And that's not greedy. That's just smart business. Would you rather have that or would you rather have them like tack on some fucking microtransaction shit in game? Yeah. And there's only been one launcher I've ever hated, like only because it was convoluted. And I think I bought the division 
like full complete edition for like, I think it was like 10 bucks. It was too good of a deal to pass up, but it was a Steam key. So I put it into Steam and then launching that then opened Uplay to then play the game. So I'm like, what is the point? Why did you just not give me like a Uplay key? I, yeah. There was no reason to go through this, like you had just said, convoluted layering system. And what was funny was the key that I put in activated a um so i just to keep my progress i activated my trial and turned it into a complete edition but it never noticed that on steam so the version of the division i had was just called the division trial because when you right. clicked it it then and so i never got to that just little thing just always bugged me and i never went back to the game so i, I think i had a similar thing with like one of the free-to-play mmos that got put on steam i think it was like lord of the rings online or some shit and like i went to go try it and i'm like oh i'll do it through steam because i already have steam thinking I could avoid the Lotro launcher or whatever. And then you hit play and it launches the launcher. <laughs> yeah. Which then checks your game files and then launches the game from there. And I'm like, why did I do this? Why didn't I just go get the launcher? <laughs> yeah, it makes me wonder because I used to, I mean, I played so many hours of Star Wars The Old Republic. And um, I mean, I bought the collector's edition. I was in a special developer um, beta testing group. Uh, we were actually yeah, called the... I called the Revanites. And so now that I have origin access and I, I mean, I stopped playing a couple of years ago, um, shortly after it went free to play, which made me kind of, kind of sad because I really liked that game. But now that I have origin access premiere, I see it on there. And I'm wondering like, if I click play in origin, is it going to launch the launch? Like do exactly what you said, launch the launcher and do this. Or even if I click yeah. it on my desktop, is it going to launch origin and then open it? Like, is it going to go, are the two things going to ping pong each other? So like but. if if I'm being legit, I've got launchers for Twitch for for all the free games I've got through there. Like, again, like you, I haven't bought anything. Uh, I've got a launcher for Origin and their shit. I've got Steam, uh, Oculus. You know, yeah, I've got Oculus for all my VR stuff. And an Oculus is forced upon you, even if you're playing your VR game through Steam, it'll just open up Oculus because it has to be open in the background. I've got fucking Battle.net, uh, Gog. Yeah, I think I have it on my computer somewhere, but God knows if I've ever used it. I uh, used it because I got a free copy of The Witcher 3 back when I bought my GTX 970. And then, <laughs> I, and then I, I gave you a free copy of The Witcher 3 also. because I got yeah, two, I you bought, bought two of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, I have it on there, and then I ended up buying like the complete edition on Xbox for like 20 bucks when it was on sale. Yeah, so anyway, that's, that's kind of the, the drama going on right now with Epic. They are, you know... <laughs> so i mean because keep in mind they did it with the division two um mm -hmm. so they they're cherry picking their exclusives that they think are going to sell well and like you like you would say draw an audience to, to to recap the internet is being whiny babies and companies are trying to make more money off of their games in non-scummy ways and which is all fine for me <laughs> and here's here's what i think valve could release how they could announce eddie they won't but they could announce at E3 tomorrow, not tomorrow, this summer, Half-Life 3. It could be the second coming and everybody will hate it because it won't live up to expectations. I'm not saying, you know, like Duke Nukem Forever was a garbage fire, garbage fire, but people on the internet are just so hard to please that you will never live up to their expectations no matter what. Right. You, you'll offend someone, you will, um, you know, something will go wrong. And it will, it won't end well for you. So well, I'm hoping that this will 
I doubt that it will because it's, you know, again, it's Valve. But maybe if Epic does well, then they'll do something. I don't know. Give more of a shit about anything because right now they're just kind of like complacent. Left for Dead Battle Royale. It'll be no, it'll be their own MOBA. They'll have uh, uh, the characters from Left 4 Dead, the characters from Portal, the characters from Half Life, and the character. Well, I would say Dota, but Dota is a MOBA. But he, he'll have those those first person shooter characters all battle it out, or they'll just ah. add, they'll add them to Dota. Um, yeah. Anyway, they they already have a MOBA. They don't need another one. Battle Royale then. Um, okay. So anyway, that's that. Moving on. Um, kind of an interesting story. Uh, that popped up this week. Quantic Dream, the makers of such games as Heavy Rain, Detroit Become Human, and Beyond Two Souls, uh, which Ryan and I love their games. So they're leaving PlayStation exclusivity um, to the point that they were like suing journalists and stuff like, that's not true. And then it came out public this this week and they're like, yeah, actually it's true. Uh, so they're getting an influx of cash from NetEase. And if that name sounds familiar, uh, if you remember BlizzCon this year, NetEase uh, is the developer of that Diablo Immortal game that everybody was like, garbage. <laughs> speaking of whiny babies on the internet, right? Ah, you're ruining Diablo. Like, <laughs> you're not the blizzard of my childhood. But also, NetEase is the one that gave $100 million to Bungie so they could take Destiny leave Activision and make new content, new, a new IPs. Like, like Bungie can be whoever they want to be as long as they please netties. Right. Which, um, some rumors were going around that, that they're bringing destiny that that hundred million could help bring destiny to China as well. So excuse me, who knows? Uh, but yeah, so netties is sticking their fingers and everything, man. Um, <laughs> what you think about this, Ryan? I guess. I mean, I feel like the only thing this is going to do is make it so I can buy their games on Xbox in the future or PC, <laughs> which I'll honestly, I'll probably go PC with their titles. With, oh, because the graphics? Yeah, because their games are always phenomenal and uh, looking, and where am I going to get better graphics than my computer? So, I mean, I, I can, don't see a problem here. I feel like people would mod those games in the wrong way, though. <laughs> like... Yeah, but I mean, could you imagine again. though if if they released like a a hit, not a head, well even a Detroit like modding kit where you could essentially make your own like stories that you could insert into the Detroit universe? That would be mm -hmm. really cool. Yeah, I don't know if anybody would do it. But it sounds cool. I don't know. It'd be like Mario Maker, but like a choose your own adventure. Mario Maker. I know. I thought it was cool, and you're just like, no, that sounds dumb. Move on. So anyway, <laughs> that's that your, story. Your ideas are dumb ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's, that's what's happening with Quantic Dream. It's kind of a short tidbit. However, here's something. I felt like this article dropped, and no one talked about it. It was just kind of plopped in the middle of the week. That's eh, a rumor still. It's still a rumor, but there seems to be substantial information regarding it. So it looks like um, we may be getting a new Arkham game, a new Batman game. Um, the rumor, so the rumors surrounding it is that we're going to get a March announcement 
for an October release. And it's going to be called Arkham Crisis. So I'm going to read you a bit from the article. If I don't choke on <laughs> my sickness here. Hold on one second. Ah, sorry about that. So anyway. So the rumor states that Batman Arkham Crisis, codenamed Nightfall Redacted, focuses on the mysterious Court of Owls as its antagonist. The Court of Owls is a secret group of rich and powerful Gothamites aiming to maintain control of the city and tear down both Batman and Bruce Wayne. As a result, the player will also play as three different characters, insinuated to be Dick Grayson and Jason Todd, as well as Batman. The traditional Batman action gameplay will be returning, but with a refreshing range of skills and unique styles for the three different playable characters. Core features for the new Batman game would include a broad open world setting filled with NPCs, the Batwing, the Batwing as the main mode of transportation, a day-night cycle, co-op multiplayer support for side content, and a renewed focus on storytelling. Side content includes a Harlequin plotline where she breaks the Joker out of Arkham, a unique series of Riddler challenges instead of trophies, and stories featuring Black Mask, Mr. Freeze, and supposedly 17 other missions. Now, as I read it out loud, it almost sounds like a wish list of things people want in the game. Yeah. But if this is true... This sounds awesome. <laughs> so. I could take maybe Arkham Crisis existing is true, but I don't know if I would put any faith in any of the rest of that. <laughs> yeah, so I want to put this out there that if this rumor is true, this is completely different from the excuse me, the game that Rocksteady is developing. The one that everybody thought was going to be Superman that was a, you know, oh, it's going to be announced at the Game Awards. So this is just WB Montreal, I believe, um, mm. that was developing it, supposedly. So, um, yeah, I mean, if it, you know, they with all, each Arkham game that's come out, um, I mean, I stopped after Arkham City, so I never played Origins or Arkham Knight. I hear Arkham Knight is great. Um, so I haven't played that one. But uh, this one sounds really cool. I, would, I wouldn't mind swapping between... And, you know, after watching the show Titans, I wouldn't mind playing as Dick Grayson and Jason Todd. I think that'd be kind of cool. Um, my guess is if both of them are in it, you'd, yeah, Dick Grayson would be Nightwing and uh, Jason Todd would be Robin. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, if they, if they have to keep upping the ante, you know, each one's got to be better than the last, right? So, any thoughts? Are you, yeah. a, fan, are you a fan of the Arkham series? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think they're as good as they're set out to be, uh, or or they're they're hyped up to be. I should say. Yeah, I've only played. I played Arkham Asylum and yeah. beat that one, and then I played a little bit of Arkham City and then stopped. It's just like the combat just feels really basic. Yeah. It's just like punch, 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 counter, punch, 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 counter, punch, 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 counter. Like, there's not really much more to it than that. I don't know if maybe it's more interesting in Arkham City. I didn't. I haven't played that one, obviously. Uh, but I mean, I, I'll be honest. I didn't even really do much of the open worldness in Arkham City. 
before I got bored and quit. Because uh, I had bought the, the collection of the, the first and second one, the remaster on Xbox. Uh, so I played it on Xbox One. And I don't know. They're just better games. Like no, Spider-Man, I, for example. Oh, yeah, Spider-Man's <laughs> fantastic. No, and, you know, spoiler for another, shoot, I think 10-year-old game. Um, the Joker fight at the end of the first one was kind of disappointing. Um, the Poison Ivy fight before that was, I think, fantastic. But uh, the Joker fight was a little, you know, yeah, little like, do this, do this, pull him down, punch, punch, punch. Do this, do this, pull him down, punch. You know, it's very, once you learn the pattern, it was easy. It's very like Mario boss. Yeah. And, uh, but, um, the one thing that disappointed and maybe it was just a game of its time, right? Maybe, you know, maybe games have just evolved since then was I wanted to play that game stealth. Like I wanted mm-hmm. to lure the guys into my traps, but even if I threw like a batarang into some explosive gel and like the batarang that could try the actual lure one, the, the, uh, patrols would only come so far and be like, huh? Mm-hmm. And then go immediately back into the patrols. They weren't smart enough to go investigate further. And that always sure. frustrated me about that game. It wasn't like, okay, like I tried to, to trick it too. Like, well, if I do that and then set off this explosion, maybe another guy will come over here and then get blown up by this stuff. But it was, uh, that was the only thing that frustrated me about it. You had to go into that combat that you talk about. Like you can never yeah. really just solely stealth with, well, the, like, with, the, with the gadgets. Maybe they fix that yeah, later on. And, and there's just like, a lot of it like there's not a lot of other gameplay stuff going on except for maybe like the riddler puzzles i never did those uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but i don't know that that's just me i'm not saying they're bad games i just don't think they're as, as good as like i don't know they seemed hyped up to me like everybody's like oh my god there's a new fucking batman i'm gonna oh. like pre-order for day one uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that's kind of funny. Yeah. I don't know. That's just that's just me, maybe. But uh, if it is, then cool. Because people do, obviously, like I said, seem really into the series and, and the way that Rocksteady handles it. Uh, I think, as far as Batman and the world goes, that's done very well. Like yeah. the story and the way they handle the characters and everything. Like, I love that. Like, the world that they've created, that the, that version of Batman uh, is super cool. I just don't know if the gameplay really comes together for me in a way that holds my interest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, then let's move uh, on. I mean, okay, yeah. I mean, if I don't want to bum people out with Brian's, you know, melancholy towards Batman. I feel like I'm always hating on everything. You are. Don't worry. So anyway, here's another thing for you to hate on. Um, so we just actually confirmed um, that. Uh, well, I say we confirmed, but Jeff Keeley. This Jeff, just in from our sources. Well, if you're wa- if you're watching this live as we're broadcasting right now on Sunday at nine twelve, as of a couple hours ago. So let me let me say what it is first. So Apex Legends is a game that was rumored to be a new battle royale in the Titanfall universe from Respawn. It was only rumored. And then Jeff Keighley, here I can pull it up. Bear with me. Uh, Jeff Jeff Keighley tweeted out here a second ago, a couple hours ago, Apex Legends incoming tomorrow after the Super Bowl. So he kind of has some bad wording there. 
the team at Respawn will be revealing its new Battle Royale game. So tomorrow, or if you're listening to this on podcasts on Monday, today, um, Respawn will be showing off their new Battle Royale. And the rumor is that it's going to be a Titanless <laughs> Battle Royale in the Titanfall universe. So pilots only, question mark? Um well, good to give it that name then. Don't call it Titanfall subtitle Apex Legends, or people will be like, "Where are the Titans?" <laughs> <laughs> I am an Apex Legend. Um, but they said it's supposed to be a combination. Like, if you need to kind of picture it in your head, instead of just people holding onto the wall, sniping you with smart pistols, it's mm-hmm. a combination of Blackout, like the Black Ops Four Battle Royale. Imagine that, and Overwatch put together. You'll have the actually this is actually quoted from the Jason Schreier article from Kotaku. It says, imagine them having supernatural like abilities. Um, so kind of like, you know, how you got your QWER in a um, in a MOBA or hero shooters, you know, like like an Overwatch. You know, I got my blink ability or, you know, I got my um, got you in my sights, you know, like. Yeah. So imagine that in Titanfall. So. Or excuse I me, would, pilot fall. I would, uh, I would try it if it's like a free to play thing. Totally, me too. Yeah, like, if, I'm it, not if gonna, it costs money, I'm not going to even look at it. But uh, otherwise, yeah, I'll give it a try. Totally, totally. Not, especially Titanfall if it, two. Is, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, especially <laughs> if it, if they actually announce it and they say like, and you can play it today, I would be like, oh my yeah. god, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll cool. I'll hop on that tomorrow. No, you know, I'll, yeah. I may even record some footage or stream some footage. Like, because I, I was, I was really into Titanfall too. The story in that was awesome. Like the, that was like a, the best first person shooter campaign that I've played in a while. Besides like Wolfenstein and Doom. Yeah, uh, and you know what's funny is uh, I was on another thread on Reddit where a lot of people were talking about effect and cause, which is a great level. But even the one yep. a couple missions before that where you're like parkouring through that man, uh, manufacturing plant where they're like putting the houses together. Yeah, that I was just thinking awesome. of that level. <laughs> yeah, it's got really cool levels and then you always fight like the bosses in your Titan and stuff like that, which makes sense. I mean, the, the Titans, to be honest, they're meant to be like a quick power trip thing. Like they're fucking slow and <laughs> they kill a bunch of tiny things. But that, that's the point. Like they're not meant to be a thing you run around the whole game in. Uh, so, so I like that your Titan is most of the time relegated to like assisting you rather than you actually running around in it. Um, and I think with that style of gameplay, the moving, uh, like the wall running and the grappling hook and, and shit like that. Somebody's setting out fucking fireworks outside. What the hell? Um, <laughs> maybe there, maybe someone finally won the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, I forgot today was that. I'm like, what are they celebrating? Is there some sort of sporting event on television? Yeah, um, that makes sense, I guess. Um, yeah, so I think that could translate well to like something like that. It, it it sounds interesting, at least. Like, it sounds weird but interesting. So it it'll be cool to see what what's going on there, and we'll probably talk about that next week after you know the news actually breaks out. We get a look at whatever it is. For sure. And yeah, that is pretty much the news for the week. Unless there's anything else you want to touch upon. Uh, any other stories that perked your interest? None that I can think of. All right. Well, we're going to move into the games of the week. 
And Ryan, but... I do want you to go first because I need to know. I need to know if this game that came out this week, well, yeah, is the game that you've been waiting for because I only want to preface this by saying there's been a lot memes and jokes, even Penny Arcade comics that have come out from people who are like, you know, I'm, I think I've grown up too much to like Kingdom Hearts 3. It's not the same thing as when I was a kid. Like they feel like they've outgrown Kingdom Hearts since they played it. Uh, I would say in, in response to that, it, it's, it's still exactly the same thing it was. Like they, they, it really does feel like this game came out fairly quickly after the last one like they didn't it doesn't feel like they fucked with the mood or the tone of it or anything um i mean i do have some qualms but none of them are really related to me enjoying just like the story it it runs like a kingdom hearts game does like you get some story information at the beginning to set up your adventure and then you go off and go through a bunch of disney worlds and nothing really much happens for a long time you get like little bits of info at the each end of each world but like other than that the disney worlds is meant to be about the disney property that you're in so you're doing the story for them and i mean the stories are basically usually the stories from the movie or modified versions uh that hasn't always been the case in this one um i actually just finished the monsters inc world today and like it takes place after the movie so like they don't do screams anymore they're doing laughs and like he brings boo back and like they hang out and stuff and i'm like that's kind of cool to have like a follow-up thing even like if it's not like canonical because you know obviously sora is not part of that universe (laughs) and Donald, donald goofy um but I mean, if people don't like that, then sucks to be them. But like, I'm still digging the shit out of it. That my only problem is, and I think I mentioned, I've definitely mentioned this too already. It's really easy because they haven't opted to include the critical difficulty from the beginning, which is odd because the last thing that came out that was actually new was the 2.8 collection that had the remake of the Dream Drop Distance game. And then the tiny point two thing, which was using the engine that Kingdom Hearts 3 does. And they included Critical in that. Now you had to beat it first, but at least it was there. But they've just opted to not have it at all, at least from the get-go. You think it'll be patched in? I'm thinking so. I don't know. I might just be hoping more than thinking. Uh, (laughs) Because, like, it's, it's just super easy. Like, I haven't died once to anything and like i don't even usually get close to dying uh because like and and then the only other thing i don't like is they just like overload you with these like abilities that are unnecessary they've got these things called amusement or amusement attractions or whatever that's like the teacups and stuff right yeah which just feels tacked on and thrown in there there's no like explanation like canon thing for that it's just like this is a power you have now that you can trigger in battle why where does that magical mystical light train come from why can you now summon a light train why can you now summon teacups can i can i ask you an honest pirate ship (laughs) can i ask you just a question okay so um 
as you know, I, I had started playing this. I got through maybe three or four of the worlds, right? In Kingdom Hearts 1. Mm-hmm. I thought until you told, well, correction, I thought that the Disney stuff actually had something to do with the story. To if, an extent. So let me ask you something. If the Disney, if someone came in and extracted the Disney stuff and they just said, now we're traveling to square. <clears throat> they just put final fantasy worlds in there, right? We're traveling right. to this land from final fantasy 15. Now this land from final fantasy seven. Could the kingdom hearts story, the story of Sora and I don't know all the people in the background behind me, because I tried watching a 45 minute recap video. I got five minutes into it and I'm like, how is shit from the the all the side games come before the shit in the first game. I'm like, you know what? I guess I and I texted you that. I said I couldn't even get through five minutes, and you're like, play the games. It'll make sense. And I'm like, because you're like, it's my favorite series. You need to play this. And I'm like, okay. So anyway, back to my question. You have to if, play them in release order. It's the point. So if otherwise, like if you play the other games first, it's gonna spoil stuff from the other games in different ways. It's just you just gotta. Well, play if it makes way. you feel better, I, none of it I understood because they're like this guy touched the keyblade and became this guy with a mask. And I'm just like, and they're throwing out names. And I'm like, <laughs> I can barely keep tracking the names in game of Thrones. What makes you think throwing that many names at me in five minutes, I'm going to understand anything. So anyway, cause it, it's a recap. It's not meant for you. <laughs> so, so if they had completely excised the Disney portion and just put in even more square Enix stuff, could, could the kingdom Hearts story stand? absolutely so what you're saying is the disney portion is bullshit it, it doesn't even matter the disney no. stuff the biggest the biggest thing that matters disney wise is initially in the first game i think yeah just the Mickey's first game. missing uh, yeah but i mean they could just have somebody else missing and have your two sidekicks be some other characters like oh you're now your sidekicks are fucking <laughs> i don't know two characters from final fantasy 13 and spiky Lightning's hair missing. one and spiky hair two. like yeah, like, I don't know. It could be anybody. Uh, but the only real, like, thing they involve with the story is these are the, the Disney worlds are meant to be, you know, the worlds that exist in this world. So, like, rather than have it be random, you know, other IPs or their own IP, they decided to use Disney. But the only way it really ties into the story at all is, like, the different princesses of the games, uh, or of the games, of the movies that they, that they come from. From. they're like the princesses of heart they're like the seven pure lights or whatever I, you could really have the seven pure lights be for many other things wasn't that the plot line of link to the past <laughs> no those are the oracles okay anyways are like yeah but yeah so, so the the disney stuff is the disney stuff like there's very minimal story impact there uh and the last like back half third of the game is just like all you know you're done with the disney stuff so that's when you really get into like the meat of the story so in part one or part three all of them <laughs> that's so they, the way it always is they lure you, you in with like hey guys look at this shiny disney stuff and then they hit you over yeah. the head with all the square enix lore <laughs> they're like now that you're into the game look at all this info <laughs> oh my that's God. that's how all of them are there's a lot of bullshit disney stuff with little bits in between, and then you get to the end, and they're like story. <laughs> like, I mean, that's the way it's always been, and I'm not bothered by that. The only thing I'm not liking is, like I said, the difficulty. 
because like if I wanted to, I could just be like spamming these crazy attacks constantly. Like and every single one has a cutscene, and you can like turn them to short cutscenes so they're like really fast. But even in that instance, like that's not how I want to fight. Like so, they're the f- like Final Fantasy like, summons almost. Not really. Like here's the. Th- Here's the thing. So in Birth by Sleep, which is the prequel to the first game that you haven't played yet, um, they have a system called Form Change. I believe it was still called Form Change, but it's called that in the third one too. Where like when you hit somebody enough, you've played the first one a bit, so you know how, how the combat works. When you hit somebody enough, you charge up a bar, and when it fills up all the way, you change your combat style. And it has like a name and you unlock different ones as you go through the game. Depending on the abilities and stuff you have equipped. So like you could change to like dark mode and now your guy like someone's like dark balls and shoots him and like teleports while he's fighting and shit like that. And then there's always a finisher attack associated with it when your time being in that mode runs out. And I love that. That was really cool. So they brought that over into this. But then they like turned it up to 11 because they couldn't just leave it the way it was. Uh... Now your keyblades like transform into other weapons. So like now they're two giant yo-yos. You're throwing them around, and now it's a giant hammer, and I'm slamming it. And like I was like, I just want to fight with my keyblade, bro. Like I just want to like unlock abilities that I equip that change my fighting style and fight with my keyblade. So the first keyblade you start with doesn't change into anything else. It makes your guy like wear the clothes from the second game, and it just changes his moves. So I've literally been using that Keyblade the whole game because you can, like, upgrade the Keyblades in this one huh. so you can keep them viable. Um, because, like, I don't like the other Transforms. They're crazy. I don't need Giant Hammer. I don't need fucking laser beams and shit. Like, sure you just do. want to fight. I just, wanted, I just want an action combat. I don't need crazy bullshit on top of it. And then, like, in the other games, they had combo moves you could do with like Donald and Goofy but they're fairly rare you wouldn't see them that much in this game it's all over the goddamn place Donald's like sure I've got magic ready and then Goofy's like I got my shield over here motherfucker you can hit the triangle button and then you're suddenly doing some crazy shit like shooting out fireworks that are blowing up everywhere and hurting the enemies and I'm like I don't I don't want that I can't turn them off either those are the default ones you unlock more I don't turn them on but those are the default ones, so I can't turn those ones off. And then you've got flow motion, which, thank God, they toned down flow motion considerably. Flow some, or slow? Yeah, flow. Flow, like I'm feeling the flow? Yes, like you're feeling okay. the flow. So that's the thing they introduced in one of the other games, uh, the one for the 3DS, or DS, actually. So every it sounds like every new mechanic from every game, they just said, bring it all in, just everything. Right. Right, they modified it and brought it in and then threw the stupid attraction bullshit on top of it. It's like, look, we have fans of every single game. Just, just you know, just make it a, a Cobb salad of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, and... like the second one has a thing called drive, drive mode and you have a drive gauge and those were cool. Those let you, like, you had a thing called Valor Form, and basically, like, your guy changed his clothes, and then he had two Keyblades, and you were, like, going crazy balls with two Keyblades at once. And that was cool. And then it had, like, Wisdom Mode, where you slid around and, like, shot a lot of magic, because it was very magic-based. 
And then they had other modes like those were cool. Those that, that was like an overdrive basically, and it took a long time to like fill up that bar. Yeah, so I haven't like, even unlocked my third thing of magic. Like I have. Uh, uh, that's in the second game. You no, no. Have I'm that just saying, like anyway. you said, there's different modes. Like you know, I haven't even unlocked mm -hmm. modes yet. I haven't unlocked like the third tier of magic. Like I've only unlocked the the frost and right. the fire. I'm well, assuming the, the third one's, one's electricity, isn't? It? I'm gonna guess. Yeah, the, the first game is far more basic. There's nothing crazy. You're pretty much have seen everything the combat has to offer oh, in terms of like in terms of like crazy whole new concepts. Like you'll get new abilities, and the enemies will get crazy. It's not going to be like, and here's a whole new fucking thing. Like mm. no, that, that's so that I want first thirty hours of that. It's good. It gets better because the combos get more crazy, and the monsters you got to get dodgy. I don't know what difficulty you're playing on. Um, normal. Oh. oh, that's that's easy. Um, <laughs> um, Look at you getting but, judgy. <laughs> you play whatever you want. I don't care as long as you get the story and have fun with it. Um, I just want to know if you're invested by the end of the first one. The second one is where the game really ramps up and, and starts getting cool. You thought the story was crazy in one. Whoa, just wait for number two. It's an acid trip. <laughs> exactly. Um, anyway... <laughs> So, so basically what I'm trying to say is like, I like the game if I try not to use any of the dumb bullshit they've tacked on. Like, I don't want the attractions. I don't want the team moves. I don't want grand magic, which basically, just, I mean, I, I'm okay with grand magic, actually, because it rewards you for using magic. And usually you never use magic because why would you ever use magic? It sucks. Um, I like using magic. <laughs> your key plays better usually like it's just a waste of time to use magic um it sounds like you but... wanted a hack and slash and they gave you a bunch of op abilities to, to sounds like they wanted you to feel super powerful in this and you're like i don't want to feel super powerful i want a hard <laughs> game where i peck away at their health with a very basic <laughs> keyblade and you didn't give me that <laughs> that's what i'm hearing basically i want kingdom hearts 2 or or, or if, if they gave me kingdom hearts 2 but added in the flow change thing or the form change thing, but in the way it was executed in birth by sleep, rather than changing it to make your keyblades become ridiculous instead of keyblades. Um, like they're not keyblades anymore. It becomes an entirely different thing. So here's, here's what, here's what I recommend. Then you download final fantasy 15 on the PC yeah, and you game mod is trash. And then you mod all the party members to look like Donald and Goofy because <laughs> it has the same real-time combat and just no, not, it doesn't. no OP magic. So it It's not the same combat. Combat is terrible in that game. It, all you do is hold down a button and then press the direction you want to hit. How is that combat? Anyway. Um, so so you're, you even hate on the thing that, you're that you supposedly love. That's how that's how yeah, bad, no. bad you are today. <laughs> but it's a good game. Like I'm having fun with it and I'm not like uh like the story's going in a cool direction from what I've gotten so far and they're not uh <clears throat> it, it they got all the like voice actors for all the Disney stuff which is kind of cool. I like getting to like the 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 Toy Story world and like fucking Rex runs up and he's like ah! and it's actually <laughs> and then, Wallace Shawn. Yeah, and then they've got. Inconceivable. 
Yeah, and they've got Rex, or not Rex, uh, Ham, and he's like, hey, guys, and I'm like, yeah, that's the, the piggy bank see, guy. That's the thing. I want to play this one. I want to play three because it has movies I really, really like. Like, here's the thing. Yeah. I know The Next Land. I kind of looked at a guide. I know, like, I shouldn't have, but I got annoyed with where to go in one, and that's I realized fine, I just had to go back and forth, back and forth. I'm like, well, this is shitty game design, and I, I know The Next Land I have to go to is Hercules, and... I think Hercules is the worst Disney film ever made. You're the worst Disney film like ever the, made. The whole Michael Eisner era of Disney films, I think, sucks. Um, the only good one to come out of it was Lilo and Stitch. I think The Emperor's New Groove is trash. I think Atlantis is trash. And I think Hercules is trash. So, um, I'll take from Sean on Disney. Yeah. <laughs> I think everything before, basically everything up to Pocahontas, because I think, um, well, Lilo and Stitch. Before that, you know, Pocahontas, Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, everything before that is great. And pretty much everything post like Toy Story or no, I'm sorry. Toy Story was in that era. So everything after Eisner was good. About Aladdin. Oh, Aladdin was in that era. Aladdin's great. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. Dude, Aladdin, Aladdin's fantastic. But anyway, going back to this, it's like this era, you know, Big Hero 6 is great. You know, um, Pirates of the Caribbean is, I, 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 Pirates of the Caribbean is actually like my um, guilty pleasure franchise. So well, it's in the second game too. So, um, oh, well, that's good to know. That's right. Yeah. That's, shit, I forgot that was like early two thousands. Damn, yeah. I'm feeling old. I heard. Uh, yeah. So, but pirates but like, is in the second game and Lion King second game, and there's a lot of good worlds in the second game. You got Nightmare Before Christmas in the second game. So what you're telling me is I have to suffer through the first one, which is again like another twenty hours for me, and then just to get to the good one, which is part two. If you beeline it through the story, it's not that long of a game. Okay, and the other fun fact is I didn't know the Haley Joel Osment, the icy dead people uh, kid, yeah. is Sora. I, I did not yeah. know that. And they even brought him back for the third one. So. Well, yeah, they can't change Sora's voice. People would riot in the streets. Even though he's gone through puberty reason, since then. Yeah, well, it makes sense. He does get older through the games. Uh, the only reason... Being a Kingdom Hearts apologist, I love it. The only reason that they're allowed that that we're okay with them changing Xehanort's voice is because Leonard Nimoy died, and he was is it. he the old bald dude that's on the um the cover of Kingdom Hearts two with his arms spread out that guy. Yes. Okay. Am I not supposed to know that? Is, is there... no, no, that's fine. He's okay. the evil. He he's like the main over mastermind basically of everything, and and you'll see why and what and how and when. Um, fine, I will play this game. Yes, but I don't even remember what I was talking about anymore. Uh, oh, yeah, I was talking about how I like the Toy Story world. And then I like the Monsters, Inc. world. That was pretty cool. Um, I like the Tangled world, too. Man, they, like, they got the art style of these worlds, like, spot on. Like, you could take scenes from this shit, and you if you, if you just took, like, still frames... I don't know if you'd be able to tell the difference between the game and the movie that it came from. Really? Uh, in, in some instances, like it's just like that good that they've gotten with like the art direction and everything. Um, I'm excited for big hero six world. I mean, I'm still in frozen world right now. They had this weird thing where they have like a pre-rendered cutscene. They didn't do this with any of the other worlds, even though some of the other movies are obviously have music in them as well. But like they did the entire "Let It Go" song in a pre-rendered cutscene, and they just like basically like shot for shot recreated it from the movie, but with like Sora and Donald Goofy also in the background, like commenting on it occasionally. It was really weird. 
<laughs> I didn't. I didn't really like it. It bothered me <laughs> when it was done. I was like, "Was that necessary?" <laughs> um, That's but yeah, I'm. I think I'm almost done with that world. But uh, I'm having tons of fun with it. It's still Kingdom Hearts. I and in in the day and age that we exist in now, I'm hoping that rather than getting a Kingdom Hearts three final mix. Like we do it, like you know, we got a final mix of every other Kingdom Hearts. That instead we just get like a DLC or a patch that puts in that stuff. Because I wouldn't mind paying like fifteen bucks just you know upgrade to whatever final mix version of the game, if that added in critical and maybe cutscenes or whatever and whatever. And I'm hoping that critical turns off a bunch of shit that I don't need, like attractions. Honestly, I'd be just way more okay with it if the attractions were we're gone because at least the other stuff has existed in the universe before and and makes sense why you can do it. it it makes sense in the terms of like your powers but like this is just like summoning a fucking carousel out of nowhere <laughs> like it's just it's stupid it's stupid all right i'm done talking about kingdom hearts 3 <laughs> <laughs> no i i'm mad about stuff but i want to literally Clearly. I want to love it more than I do. Like I'm having fun, but I'm not like oh about it. But uh, I read the review for it on Kotaku because I like Tim Rogers. He he he's an interesting guy. Uh, and he said like the last twenty five percent of the game, like, was crazy awesome. And I'm like, that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Like when you get to that back half and all the story happens. So I'm holding out for that. Until when you I go like... to the worlds that are crafted for the game instead of being like Disney worlds. Yeah, basically. Because then you have to work around the Disney and go basically just go through a Disney story with, but as these people, and like, I don't much care for that. Uh, and I never did. I just liked the gameplay. <laughs> so I, that's why maybe, maybe people, maybe other people were more into Disney when they were younger and now they're not and that's why they're bothered by it but for me i'm like i was never like really into the disney aspect i just like the gameplay <laughs> um <clears throat> so i'll hold out on final verdict until i have finished the game sounds good all right now is this this is all you've played this week right like in terms uh, of new i mean I played a little more Resident Evil on Monday, but yeah, that's about it. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm at the I'm at the, the the lab, which is the third part of the game because there's the the police station, the sewers, and then the lab. Uh, I'm at the lab with Leon on my second run, so I'll probably finish that when I'm done with Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I'm just gonna finish Resident Evil three times. Yeah, look at me. All right, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> well, uh, I hopped into when I probably should have been finishing Resident Evil. I hopped into more uh, Anthem. So they had the open demo again this weekend, and I hopped in, put up some gameplay footage. Um, it's it's all right. Like, I tried doing the Stronghold three times. First time, my group wasn't... They didn't even know. So in the first Stronghold, you got to gather these eight orbs. Not very hard. Yeah. They're glowy things. They didn't know where to take them, so I left the group um, because right now no one knows how to turn on voice chat. Um, second time... Oh. Is the infinite loading still a thing? No, it is not. But okay, good. So they, I wouldn't have even put up with the game at all. No, no, no. So they put out they put out a patch like it was maybe a hundred meg or something. They said infinite infinite loading is fixed. Any of the other issues that you're having, 
while they still may be in the game now, they have been fixed for launch. But the infinite loading was not one of them. I only got kicked out of free play, I think, twice um, during the whole weekend. Okay. I, pl- I played all three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah, now That was the only thing I was annoyed about last weekend uh, when we had to deal with it. Um, how are the other javelins? So, yeah, so that's the thing. I I loaded up all four javelins. Now, here's the thing. I know you... Um, so I did, uh, in terms of the gameplay, we finally got through the stronghold the third time with the ranger. I love the ranger. So the ranger is kind of the basic one, the one you start out with. When mm-hmm. that thing's kitted out, it's a lot of fun. Now here's here's the thing. It took me until this week to figure it out. Abilities have icons on them. They'll have a circle on And keep in mind, every javelin has, aside from their support ability and their components, they have two main abilities. Um, if you're playing on PC with a controller, uh, or on your Xbox, it's usually, um, or PlayStation, it's the top triggers. And then the other ability, which is your support ability, is pressing both at the same time. So, you like the little visual. Anyway, so um, both uh, both sets of abilities, you have what are called primers and detonators. Now, primers have a little circle with what looks like tentacles or flames inside, and detonators just look kind of like a spark. So, what this does is if you've ever seen combo pop up, you've picked a primer and a detonator or someone else has primed an enemy, kind of like if maybe they throw in a frost grenade and someone's like, Arr! and then you have like a uh, some kind of detonator that works based off a primer. Now, the type of element does not matter. The type of, um, if it's impact damage does not matter. Now, some abilities are neither one of these. Like the ranger has this little beam. It's like a focused laser. It just shoots a straight beam. Mm -hmm. So stuff like that has more damage on the front end. So you get more raw damage out of that laser or sacrificing that combo damage. If that makes sense. Because for example, shielded enemies cannot be comboed. So, but that laser eats through shields. So I was going around just like, you know, just watching shields melt but then when I go to fight like the boss or something, you know, I'm missing out on that combo damage. So where I think the game shines in terms of that stuff is I may take that laser, right? Cause I want to take out these enemies one-on-one, but I may mm-hmm. take a primer for my other ability and then tell Ryan, Hey, make sure you take a detonator. So when, right. when we watch these cheesy videos, right? Where it's clear, like when they premiere destiny and it's like, Oh boy, I'm going into the cave, right? Like, yeah, that's actually watch my back. Got your six. We got a bogey over here, guys. That's exactly, but that's kind of what you got to do in this game where it's like, hey, I'm going to throw my primer at this guy, you know, launch your whatever, your detonator at them, you know, so I'll throw this. Yeah, I mean, we we do that in like heroes and stuff when you're like, all right, I'm going to use my alt and we're trying combo off each other and be like, okay, and then we go. You need to play heroes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so I will say the one that surprised me the most was the interceptor. That was the one I was least interested in playing, yeah. but until I got some abilities, cause it's starting abilities are garbage. So yeah, there they are. I got, <laughs> I got an ability called a dash. I forget what it was called. Like a, it wasn't a space dash. I don't know. But anyway, space I dash. <laughs> pretty much. But what I do is you, after delay, you just straight up, charge at the enemies at a group of enemies and dude, mm-hmm. you take them out and then the other i had two different abilities but one of them i tried was like a venom cloud 
and I just hit it and whole health bars of a group of enemies just went down to nothing. The other thing I noticed, and it took me a few times, is their melee attack. If you mash on the Y button, you get your melee attack multiple times. Unlike the other, yeah. ja- unlike the yeah, other you javelins. Just, you can just keep going. And the forever. other, oh, dude, and they're the fastest javelin, which is awesome. And their other thing, too, is if you're flying and you hold down the evade button, if you hit a direction and hold down the evade, you dash multiple times. So you <clears> can fly, drop down, evade a bunch, jump, and then start flying again. Like, you are so mobile, and they were probably... I, I'm considering playing them instead of the Storm. Like, like I want to kind of... The Interceptor kind of took the top spot. I was like, I, I was most... And so them plus a machine pistol. I got a really high-end machine pistol. Dude, just, you know, melting people down. Charging right, Tell me about them. the one that I didn't get to see. Oh, the Colossus? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was probably... So going into this... The two I wanted to play the most were the Colossus and the Storm. So I think my opinion on the Storm was kind of wavered because I never got any cool abilities for the Storm. I got throwing ice balls, and that was fucking boring. Didn't get any cool lightning. So the Colossus... Well, hey, the Interceptor starts boring too, so maybe you just got unlucky with the Storm. Yeah, I was mad. So... um. But I did figure out if you get a bunch of cool drops and you start to see connection interrupted, just hit start and hold down X, which is to leave the expedition and you'll leave with all your all your loot before the server crashes. <laughs> so I did figure that out. Um, so the Colossus starts with a, hel- a giant health bar and you can get the components to increase your health. So you can have like a bunch of health. The only time they have a shield is if you hit the B button and actually mm-hmm. bring up your physical shield. So okay. their shield is f- uh, physical instead of energy. And then you have, oh. you have this little arc that shows how much your shield is worth. So you actually have to drop your shield to be able to fire. And they're the only mm. ones who can use heavy weapons. So they have things like grenade launchers and giant like Gatlin guns. And so their weapons are pretty dope. But um, they also... Uh, Oh, the other cool thing is they can... So the advantage of having that shield is they can run up, take a bunch of damage, and then let's say they're face-to-face with an enemy. You can shield bash them by hitting Y, and that'll Mm -hmm. stun the enemy, drop your shield, unload all your abilities, right? And then bring your shield back up, take whatever they're about to do, and then drop your... So you have to be willing to basically play like a... Literally play like a tank. Block... Attack, block, attack. I did not like that playstyle. <laughs> That's not me. So I was kind of like, eh. Like, like I play Dark Souls. I want to be able to deal the most damage and mm-hmm. not necessarily turtle behind that shield, um, which I kind of have been doing lately in Dark Souls. But, um, but I did not like that. Um, uh, and they're also the slowest, and they utilize the most um, energy when they when they fly. So again, that's something you have to have to want to essentially do when playing. Uh, and they also showed a special event storm like today. Mm-hmm. It was actually a Sunday afternoon event mm-hmm. and there was a special, you remember that actually you got to play it last week. You remember when we were fighting those weird, bo- uh, we flew into an area in free play and the, those crazy elemental or that giant demon guy with the fire hands and he was shooting waves of fire and we had to fight three of them at once. Oh, yeah, those guys. Fuck that shit. So, yeah, because there was a storm, 
um, those guys were dropping all over the map. Oh, great. And so people in the open demo were like, this is awesome. And I'm like, we fought three of them at once, man. So this is no big deal. <laughs> I actually took <laughs> one of them out by myself with the Interceptor. So I, hmm. I really like that character. Um, and my only concern is I didn't do a stronghold with the Interceptor. So my question is, would it be like, oh, this is just my free play character and I'll take a um, ranger or whatever into the boss? Because how close do I want to get to the boss just mailing them? Right, right. So um, I'll, it'll be interesting to see how that works. Because so, the other ability I got for the more proximity mines uh, on the Interceptor where I could just throw this pile of mines on the ground and wait for enemies to walk through them. And that was kind of cool, but that took away all the fun of just diving into battle and punching everybody. It suddenly became right. a defensive character, and I'm like, eh, I don't, I don't like that. So, but, but yeah, no, it. Right now, the ranger, or sorry, the interceptor is probably my my favorite, only because I got cool abilities for it. So, <laughs> so, but the the colossus is definitely at the bottom. But I'd say if you like tanky characters, it's fun. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh. But uh, other than that, I've only been playing Dark Souls. Um, I stream that right now. <laughs> You're smiling. Monday through Friday until the day I die, apparently. Uh, I'm at the hardest, not hardest, most frustrating part of the game that even the chat was yep. sympathizing with me. They were like, we can understand if you have to quit, um, collect yourself and come back next week. Uh, basically, I'm on the cathedral buttresses um, where I have to... He's at the the arrow part in yeah. Anorlando. Yeah, so I got real close to stabbing one of them, and Ryan says he rewatched the footage. I got shot by an arrow. I didn't hear the guy fire, but when I went to stab him, my character decided to turn and just jump off the building. You had your shield up. He hit the shield and knocked you back, which was just enough to knock you off. And then like as you fell off... You stabbed forward, but you were already falling off a cliff. So you just stabbed nothing and then just fell to your death. Yeah. And so in the thing that bothered me was I was at the beginning of the day, because I, I stream usually between 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. Uh, Central Time. And so at the beginning of the day, we, we have a few regulars who show up and one of them, he, he popped in. And he was like, oh, I can't wait to, to be here for the full full day. I was like, you really think we're going to be in this one location all day? And he's like, oh, yeah. I had no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> and so for about 20 minutes, I piddled around this part with a painting, killed a couple guys, got, got some loot. And then I went and um, someone else in chat was like, just run past these guys. And I'm like, I'm not going to run past these guys. And so for about 45 minutes, I kept fighting these same gargoyles until I realized I, I'm going to die a million times in this area. And I started running past them. And he's like, thank you for listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> so it was... I'm not looking forward to tomorrow or if you're listening to this Monday today. So, <laughs> we'll see. I'll check this podcast in a week and see if I'm still, uh, still there. Yeah. You might need to like record off stream doing it until you finally get pie. And then we'll just like compile like a sped up video afterward of just you going dead, 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 dead. And like, just stop like normal speed when you die. So you're like, damn it. And then, or, or like one of those videos where it's like um, Star Wars, but every time a laser fires, the video speeds up. 
just do every, this section, but every time he dies, the video speeds up. <laughs> You're like, this was 10 hours worth of this area. Yeah, just like, here's how long it took Sean to do it. Now, continue watching from the stream point. Oh, God. That, that's actual new content. Yeah, but <laughs> we'll have to... I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, Brian monitors the chat to make sure nobody spoils the game for me. No one comes in and says, like, uh, here's when the last boss will be. And I'm like, oh, thank you. So, no. He mostly does it so, like, my reaction when I first uh, got eaten by a treasure chest was pretty priceless. Oh, so. I loved it. It was so great. Yeah. And somebody in the chat was like, I've waited 13 episodes for this. <laughs> and I was like, me too. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. Because even in, cause like in the second episode or something like that, it was the second or third episode. I walked up to a treasure chest and I was like, I hit, I actually hit the treasure chest and I was like, oh, that, must, that, that meme or that joke must have been from Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. And I forgot about it ever since. Like, um, because they wait till like you've gone through so much stuff to finally introduce them and then they're like, surprise, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty and much I, what happened. So, anyway, that's what I've been playing. Um, it, it, it's funny. I just want to mention one more thing. Yeah, you were you were picked up the chest next to it and started running over there, and there was a message in front of it. And I'm positive that if you read it, it would have said like "mimic ahead" or something. And I was just like, "Don't read the message. Don't read the message. Don't read the message. Be excited for the treasure." And you went right by it, and I was like, "Yes," because you usually read those. And then yeah. you opened it, got eaten, and I was like, "Yes." <laughs> yep. <laughs> I do. I usually read every message to try and find like bonfires or hidden walls or something. And, yeah. Um, you know, I was, when I, I was all, we were also lucky there weren't a bunch of bloodstains in front of the chest. That probably would have tipped you off too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, honestly, right there, I probably would assume those knights had just killed a bunch of people. So yeah, maybe. So, but anyway, yeah, it's, it's a good time. I'm, I'm enjoying playing except for this one part. Like if, if you, you can see, I got, I got legit mad at the game in the last stream. Like I was like, I mean, that's, that's acceptable. I told you what I did last time I got to that point when I played the remaster, like I talked about it on the podcast and I did this months ago. Um, but I got to that point and I could, I got so frustrated trying to get past it. Cause it's just really annoying, not hard. It's just stupid. So there's a ring you can get that like lowers your aggro circle basically. So like enemies lose interest in you more, you know, more easily. Um, and I had that at that point. So I put that on, I stood at that halfway point that you were at, you know, right before you go around the corner that you got shot off a couple times. Um, and I got a bow and they're just shooting constantly at you, but they stop if you've got that ring because they lose interest after a certain amount of time. So I peek around the corner because they're not shooting at me, shoot them with one arrow, and then go back and wait until they stop shooting, peek around the corner, one arrow. Yeah, it took me like 20 minutes, but I was like, I don't even care. I'm even mad because I don't have to deal with this ever again. <laughs> That's actually kind of funny. Yeah, but it probably would have been a better idea to use like poison arrows or something because then they would have gotten poisoned and died quicker, but I didn't even care. I just wanted them to die. Because they respawn if you kill them and come back. So like, you get past that point and get a bonfire, you don't ever got to deal with it again. I don't recommend you do. <laughs> I... there's, nothing, there's nothing else like that in the entire game or any of the other Dark Souls games. It's yep. just this one annoying part. <laughs> well, we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully tomorrow's the day. So, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's the games we've been playing. Um, do you have anything for Classic Corner this week? 
If you don't, I get it. No, let's do it. I have a game. It was on PlayStation 2, I think. Kingdom Hearts 2! I know it was on the original Xbox and PC. Uh, It's called Arx Fatalis. Um, It is... It's... You know how I talked about uh, Ultima Underworld? I think I did a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's kind of like that, but newer. It's, it's you know in the time of three D because Xbox and stuff. So it's it's a dungeon crawler like that where you like, and and it starts like any other fucking first person melee game like Oblivion and every 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 Elder Scrolls game you start as a prisoner in a prison, and then you have to escape somehow, and then you go on an adventure. But the the interesting thing about it is the entire game takes place underground um because the 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 point the thing about it is like there is uh i think like the the air above is like poisoned or something so everybody moved underground in the in the lore of the game so the whole world is underground and there's like a but it's like medieval so there's like a castle and like a city and shit all underground and of course uh, there is yeah and so it's um it's melee, you know, and magic, uh, first-person combat, and dungeon crawly. And uh, the magic system is probably what's notable about it. That was pretty cool. You, like, learned runes as you went through the game, and you had to figure out the combination of runes that would create spells. So, uh, and, and if when you were on PC, at least, you had to actually draw the runes with your mouse to, like, summon them or whatever. And you could, I think it's three, three runes make a spell. So you would have to, you could like uh, put spells aside for when you get into combat. So you're not trying to sit there, draw runes in the middle of combat. So you could slot up to like three spells. And then when you use it, you'd have to do the, draw the runes again. Um, And I thought that was pretty cool about it at the time. Like, you know, like, oh, that's super cool having a magic system like that. It's not just, you have fireball now. (laughs) Um. but it was very much inspired by Ultima Underworld. I'm actually pretty sure that the company that made it wanted it to be like an Ultima Underworld game, but they couldn't get the rights. So they're like, we're going to make it our own IP. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it, it's a cool game. It's worth checking out. Uh, I know you can get it on Steam. Probably can get it on GOG too. If you can get it on Steam and it's an old game, you can definitely get it. Until on the Epic Store takes it away from Steam. <laughs> Yeah, and then they get all butthurt about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that, yeah, I just wanted to mention that. That's a cool game. It's worth checking out. If if you happen to have checked out Ultima Underworld or you're turned off by Ultima Underworld because it's an older, like, you know, non, uh, non-3D DOS game, you want something a little newer with that same feel, that's pretty much in that same wheelhouse. And it's really cool. I had it on Xbox, I think, when I was a kid. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, well, that is Classic Corner. And you want to go ahead and move oh. into, uh, excuse me, new the new releases. Releases. Yeah. So coming out this week, we have Etrian Odyssey Nexus because against all odds, they keep making Etrian Odyssey games. I don't know. There, there must be like a dedicated little cult following of people that buy them 
I don't know if you know what they are, the Etrian Odyssey series, but it's like they they are basically dungeon crawler things, but it's like turn based combat. So like you're literally mapping out the dungeon you're going through, like as you go, and then you get into a turn based battle, like random battles, and it's just like through the enemies lined up in front of you, and then you like do your turn based stuff. So, um, and they've kind of branched out and done some other spin off stuff with it, but they just keep making them. This has to be like the sixth one, at least. But uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, we got a new one that's, coming to yeah, 3ds. That's coming February fifth uh, to 3ds. Uh, they're all on on the, the DS or 3ds. Blaze Blue Central Fiction coming to Switch February seventh. Um, and good lord, it's February already. Uh, God yeah, Eater three is going to be on PS4 and PC February eighth. And then lastly, Monster Energy Supercross two. Coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. That February. seems like the kind of thing you get as a free disc <clears throat> in a box of cereal. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like one track. Yeah. Um, Just do it over and over. I'm kind of bummed because the game that, excuse me, that I thought, or was originally coming out February 5th, The Occupation, that I was really looking forward to, um, isn't coming out now until March 5th. So that got pushed back a whole month. So I guess next week I will be playing... Um, because Sean needed more games to play. There aren't enough right now this time of year. I know, right? So I'll probably be playing the Division 2 uh, private beta. I want to check that out. Um, and finish maybe... Resident Evil. Yeah, for sure. And of course I'll be playing Dark Souls, but um, I want yeah. to try out that Division 2 beta so that way I can double check that I don't need another live game in my life on top of Anthem. Uh, <laughs> which I think, yeah, it comes out in... A... Drops in 11 days. It's weird. It's like Valentine's Day at like 4 p.m. or something stupid like that. Like, Because um, it says the 15th for if you're a premiere or a VIP or I don't know, some some convoluted mess. But um, if you look on the launcher, the origin launcher, it says that you can play it as early as Valentine's Day. So that should go over well. Um, Maybe you can get in, but the servers aren't up yet. So it's just like you have to wait now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Infinite load, 95%. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, well, that's the the show for the evening. Uh, appreciate everybody who tuned in to watch us live, and to our audio listeners who continue to support us. And you can find all the things we talk about that we live stream or the archived footage. Uh, YouTube.com/slash/SilverTryHardsShow. You can uh, there should be links in the show notes or Twitch.tv/slash/SilverTryHards or even Facebook dot com slash the silver tryhards. If you have any questions, concerns, um, musings, uh, maybe you just want to drop us a line, you can email us at the silver tryhards at gmail.com. Are you playing Kingdom Hearts? Do you hate it? Do you love it? Let me know. Do you hate those uh summons of teacups and carousels and trains or I do. <laughs> Tell us why. Or do you love them? And Ryan's wrong, like he usually is. I'm always um, right. He's Sean's making a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, be sure to check us out next week. And if you want to check out our live streams, they're generally um, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 11. Sometimes we do some night one uh, central time. Um, and we sometimes do some night ones. Maybe we'll start streaming our heroes or our anthem when we play at night. Who knows? We'll see how, how people Ooh. react to that. <laughs> you got to follow Ooh. us to find out. Ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's see how I did that. All right. Well, anyway. Thanks, everybody, and we will be back next week. So long! <laughs> <laughs>